welcome to another episode of Building Character and Resilience, the podcast for students, teachers, and anyone who wants to form positive habits and stick to them. As always, today's episode is brought to you by Createl Publishing and two of their editors. My name is Daniela Schiavo. And I'm Lil van Vankart. In today's episode, we are going to have a chat about humility, detachment, and why they are important habits that are worth practicing in today's society. That's right. Also coming up in this episode is our character hero segment, where we discuss the life of someone who we think has perfectly embodied the good habits and virtues that we'll be discussing in this episode. Today, our character hero is Pierre Giorgio Frassati. More on him later in the show. I like the accent you did there. Nice. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so before we get into story time, um, we would like to remind everyone that Building Character and Resilience is a student wellbeing program by Createl Publishing in collaboration with Dr. Andy Mullins, former school principal and author of the book Parenting for Character, which is available on createl.com.au, along with all of our fun, informative and comprehensive BCR products. Just remember, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of Createl Productions as a company. Any comments made are not intended as inflammatory or to malign any group, corporation or individual. All right, now let's get into it. So, Lil... Would you like to briefly describe humility for those who are listening who might not know why we think it's so important? Sure. Humility is basically not thinking too highly of yourself or being too self-absorbed, not being too proud to do something nice without praise and being willing to accept less than ideal circumstances. A quote that I love about humility from the author C.S. Lewis is, true humility is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. So it's not Mm. to be confused with low self-esteem, which is often kind of self-centered when you think about it, because it focuses on me, 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 and my faults and everything. Yes. But a quiet security, knowing who you are and that you're not actually entitled to, you know, fancy possessions or a perfect life Mm -hmm. um, any more than anybody else is. And it's having a true perspective of your place in the world, that you're not more important or more valuable than anyone else like another human being yeah no I think you've summed it up really really well and I really love that quote actually it's a great quote yeah (laughs) so now that you've said that I really want to ask the question would you consider yourself to be humble (laughs) but I want to point out that if you answer yes that doesn't make you proud or self-centered I just want your honest answer Hmm. Well, I always joke that the second you say you're humble, you're instantly not. <laughs> Me too. But for, you um, know, yeah. purposes. <laughs> yeah. So I think a lot of people get around sort of saying like humble brag type things and wanting to be known as a humble person, but also have everybody recognize their humility, mm-hmm. which yes. is actually kind of pride in disguise. Absolutely. It's like, I'm humble, but everyone best know it. Yeah. Um, so it's not true humility. Mm-hmm. And although we all like to think of ourselves as humble, most of us struggle with pride in some area or another so I would say that I'm actively trying to be more humble Mm -hmm. and it is something I think about a lot but that I'm probably still proud deep down you know my human nature and want others to think well of me so yeah what about Mm. you yeah no look I am yeah very similar to to you actually it's interesting because I don't think I'm not humble but I also know that I can work on being more humble like you said For me, it's circumstantial. So I consider myself to be humble when it comes to receiving compliments or feedback, Mm. good or bad. And I think that comes from not knowing how to receive compliments in in some ways. In saying that, though, when it comes to receiving feedback, I do make an effort to not be reactive or defensive and just take feedback as an opportunity to grow. So in that sense, yes, maybe. 
Um, when it comes to material things, though, I know I could definitely work on becoming more humble. <laughs> and I think that's because I find it hard to detach from material things. Yeah, I can understand that. Sometimes I wonder if I like shopping a little bit too much. Well, exactly. Um, yeah, and <laughs> you know. again, it's human nature and it's the way we've we've grown up. Like, we're yeah. in a country where that's Western fairly normal. Western society is pretty much based around it. And exactly. I mean, I read a statistic a while back about how many advertisements we see per day, mm-hmm. which is, I don't remember the number, but it was staggering. It is, yeah. But when you think about it, like when you go on the freeway or when you go, you know, on YouTube or mm-hmm. Instagram, anyway, you're just surrounded by ads. Oh, exactly. Um, and you, you can't escape them. And so it's like, it is hard to, it's harder and harder, I mean, to detach yourself from that because yes. it's like in your face all the time. Absolutely. Um, detachment is a really like interesting kind of concept because I think it often gets a really bad rap. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you know, you're so detached, like as in that person is emotionally detached or, you know, they don't have empathy and things like that. But actually detachment can be a really positive thing. And that's, I would say, when you are not letting anything control you. Yes. So for example, like food is for your benefit. So when you, food is something that you use to sustain yourself and to bring, you know, it brings joy, food's great. But when food begins to control you, and that can be one way or the other mm-hmm. in any extreme, is yes. like gluttony on one end or an eating disorder on the other end, mm-hmm. then it's out of balance. And then in that instance, it becomes unhealthy because we're not detached enough, you know, from it. So that food begins to control us one way or the other. Yes. And you can use that in a variety, you know, Oh yeah, so, no, it's a good way to put it. Yeah, so I think the balance there is really what's key. So like, you know, right balance is always like people over possessions yes. every single time. Yes. Um, and like, it's good to ask ourselves, like, how is my balance? Um, and am I detached from the right things? Or am I detached from people and attached to possessions? Yes. Because then we've got to, you know, worry. And, it's, and that is very, very common as well, especially in a society where we grow up, going to school with the end goal being get to uni, get a, get a career, exactly, yeah. get a career going for yourself and focus on your career, focus on your studies, all of this, mm. it does make you self-centered in a mm. way because as good as it is to have those good study habits and to be a good worker in the workplace yeah. and whatever, it gets difficult to detach from your work or from mm. the importance sure, of your future goals. Exactly. Yeah. And, and when you say someone, oh, that guy's successful, that mm-hmm. girl's successful, what do we use as a measuring stick for that? It's often like when they've got their own, they've bought a house, you know, they've Mm -hmm. got a nice car, they've got a good job, they wear nice clothes. Yes, or they have a really successful career that you know that they make a lot of money from. Yeah, you know. whereas if it's like someone who's, you know, maybe living with their parents or, you know, living in like a really bad house and driving a, a rubbish you know, mm-hmm. car around and stuff like that we might be like oh gee they're obviously really struggling they're not successful but then actually like if, if we define success in money of course maybe they're not successful but if you define it in terms of having character or being a kind person then maybe they're far more successful than the ceo oh that's, that's right the ferrari yeah <laughs> that's right and often much happier too yeah yeah <laughs> right yeah it's a very interesting point i think because it's just something that we're all so used to and it's so ingrained in us. And I totally. think until you are exposed to the opposite yeah. or something happens and you realize, oh, I better stop and realize that this thing, mm. this material thing doesn't matter. The people yeah. around me matter. Yeah. Or you see you might not even know everything. That's and they're right. Like, they're still happy. If you have enough empathy and to... And you're like, whoa. You know, exactly. like you see someone and they lose something or, you know, people who go... Oh, yes. Bank, I see what you're saying. Yes. And it's like, oh, man, they're going to be so mm-hmm. depressed now. But yeah. then they're still smiling. And it's like sometimes you see people who have way less and it's like, but wait, they're more joyful than the people who have heaps yeah. and stuff. And you see that often in, in third world countries yes. as well. Like it's like everyone's like smiling and laughing and it's like, okay, so then clearly, you know, material possessions alone <laughs> did not 
you know, equal happiness. And they also say that, again, me quoting statistics, I don't mm-hmm. know where they're from. Yep. <laughs> um, but that they said that after a certain point when your basic needs are met in terms of like food, clothing, shelter, things like that, that adding to your money doesn't equal adding to your happiness. Yes. So obviously it would be distressing and stressful to, you know, not have the, the things that you need, like those basic things. And obviously to not be able to feed your family, that's awful and would understandably cause a lot of anxiety and things like that. But as once you've got those basic needs met, you know, to be an average income earner or to be a high income earner, there wasn't a correlation between higher levels of happiness. Mm-hmm. So that's something interesting to consider. Yes. Are you slaving away and giving your life and soul for something that actually won't necessarily add to happiness yeah oh absolutely there's actually a book and it's by Anne Hissel I think that's how you say it and the title is my house burned down and now I can see the stars oh wow so the I think we have that quote in the in the study quest I think we do because I I know I've read it somewhere and I just had to research it now just to make sure I quoted it correctly (laughs) but the book is reflections on losing and finding Mm. so I haven't read it so I can't recommend it but I really like the concept of that because it's so true if you just if you take guys a have minute, read it, let us know oh yes I'd, oh I'd absolutely yeah if it's any good please do but i just think if you have a little bit of perspective if you take the time to yeah. see things because honestly there's nothing wrong with getting to a point where you're really upset that perhaps you i don't know say you wanted to buy a house and mm. you get knocked back or yeah. whatever it is you wanted something material and you for some reason you can't get it when you want it it's okay it to feel upset. Yeah. yeah, and, and it can be up, it's, Yeah, exactly. And it's okay to feel upset about yeah. it. That's not the problem. But I think if you take the time to sort of reassess and go, hmm, maybe this isn't the worst thing that's happened. Yeah. Then you can kind of open up other avenues for thought. So you can think of workarounds yeah. to get to your end goal, which, which is just a makes good you thing. More innovative anyway. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I think when that happens and you sort of have to think about things from other perspectives, you can really understand maybe why it happened, why it didn't happen. And then also ask yourself if it's worth everything that you're like all the energy you're putting into it sort of like what you were saying earlier so and that's how characters kind of born out of adversity Mm -hmm. a lot of the time that's right imagine if you're given everything and you never had any cause to be upset because everything was just granted Mm -hmm. to you the second you asked for it um you would have no like creativity sense of resilience sense of um, innovation um or you know like how to be a problem solver you've got none of those skills if you've never had any problems to solve no that's (laughs) right you got to look at it that way and yeah okay Without this, I would be a very immature little baby. (laughs) Yeah. And honestly, a lot of times, especially when you're going through something that's difficult, the thing you wish for most is for you to not be going through it. Right. Especially out of that situation. Exactly. But with hindsight, you learn a lot from going through those things, whether that be having to detach yourself from something material or, Mm -hmm. you know, say something unfortunate happens and you realize the value of the people around you. Yeah. Most of the time, like as terrible as it is then, you learn from it. So. For sure. So, Lil, how did our character hero, Pietro Giofrasati, show detachment from material possessions? So that's a good question. I think he's a great example of this because he chose generosity over material possessions, not just once, but time after time. And while he was very young too. So Mm -hmm. I think that's very relevant to the people who would be listening to this podcast because he actually, he didn't live very long. Like he he died um, at the age of 24. So this was a young man who was making decisions um, for generosity 
at a young age. Yeah. So when he graduated university, his father offered to buy him a car or give him a substantial sum of money. And he chose the money so that he could actually give it all away. Oh, wow. To the and that's a guy who's just graduated uni. So, you know, he's probably like 21 or something like that. Yeah. So I just think, you know, wow, like I can't imagine doing that. And I'm like, well, maybe I'm not so detached after all. Yeah. <laughs> if isn't... someone were to give me a big sum of money, would yeah. I? Oh, that would be my first thought. <laughs> absolutely. And, and yeah. for those of you listening... I want you to think about, would you mm. take the offer and you get, know, take, the get the car, <laughs> take the money? What would you do with the money if you had it? Think about it because I think now that I'm that you've mm. brought it up and I'm thinking about it's it. It's challenging. It's, it is a real challenge. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, okay. So Lil, tell us a little bit more about him. Okay, so let's do a little rundown on the life and times of, I can't say it as nicely, Pierre-Georgio Versace. Um, <laughs> I'm not a Perfect, you see that? <laughs> Pretend, do the fake confidence thing Just, and you've you know, got it. Yep. Yeah, fake it till you make it. <laughs> That's all, right. all right, so he was an Italian engineering student and known by everyone for his humility, his compassion, and his detachment from material possessions, which is mm-hmm. why he's perfect for our chat today. Yes. So he was born 6th of April, 1901, in the city of Turin mm-hmm. in northern Italy to prominent parents. His dad was a senator. His mother was an artist. He lived a short, but I would say very valuable life, but tragically died from polio at the age of 24. So he was a social activist and a member of the Third Order of St. Dominic. So he was a member of several charities, including St. Vincent de Paul Society. Mm-hmm. As a child, he was always compassionate. And one time when he answered uh, the door to a woman begging with her son, the son had bare feet and he was really moved by compassion. So he actually took off his own shoes and gave them to the boy. Wow. So he's no stranger to actually not just giving something that he has in excess, but yes. giving literally the shoes off his feet. Yeah. Um, wow, that's incredible. Which is an amazing perspective for a young, I think he was a young boy, like he was a, a child at that point. Yes. So he's obviously had compassion right from the start. So in 1909, he was upset because his father wouldn't help a man who was knocking at family's door because the man was drunk. So Frasati was crying and his mother told him to bring the man back and feed him. Mm-hmm. Wow. So he was also fond of a practical joke and he earned the nickname Terror, yeah. um, which you know, in a fond way. Yes. Um, but he was also best known just for his devotion and his amiable character. So oh, wow. yeah, he was just like a friend to all kind of thing and just really wanted to you know, he just engaged with everyone when he he met them and went past them on the street and stuff like that. Like he was really had time for people. Mm -hmm. So he was so important. Yeah, it is like being interruptible and not being like, and that's another thing with humility is not that I'm so busy and important that how dare you interrupt my day and my schedule. And I think we're all impressed when we meet someone who we consider to be important, like if they're the leader of a company or, you know, something like that. And they stop and they say, Hey, like it was, you know, really great to meet you. What was your name? And Mm -hmm. they remember your name. And it's like, Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. <laughs> and I think we admire someone like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Because you just assume that they're going to, that they're not going to be like that. Yeah. So yeah, so, no, they, you're right. It's a good quality. It is a very have. good quality. And it's a very, it makes, I think it makes you popular. Um, yes. You know, in a good way. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, so he was actually a pretty average student. So he did fail some of his classes. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't known as like a brainiac, yeah. but he was just known for his devotion to the poor and to the needy, which mm-hmm. there were a lot in his area. Yeah. And one of my favorite quotes from him is, uh, he said, charity is not enough. We 
needs social reform. Mm -hmm. So obviously like he was, he's known as an activist as well. Like, so he was just really wanting to actually do something to help, not just be like, oh, I've got these nice ideas. Yeah. So he was also a fun, lively guy with a lot of friends. He spoke German and French as well as Italian. Wow. And was known for being against fascism and Mussolini, not Mm -hmm. a fan of him. Yep. (laughs) Um, So he established a newspaper called Memento. Mm -hmm. And then he studied engineering to be able to work among the miners and help them with the various problems that they were facing. Yep. And he also often gave his bus fare to the needy and would walk home instead. <laughs> wow. Like, no car because he chose yeah, instead of and then course. gave away his bus fare. Yeah. And then he's walking. What so, more can this man do? Yeah. Like he's wow. a pretty amazing guy. Yeah. And then his last words were, may I breathe forth my soul in peace with you. And the streets were lined with thousands of mourners on the day of his funeral. So wow. you can say that he left an impact. So he wasn't <laughs> a famous guy when he was alive. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's he's gained some you know popularity, I guess, since his yes. death. But yeah, he wasn't famous. He just honestly impacted that many people yeah. because he, he gave people the time of day. And so people turned out en masse for his funeral. That's incredible. Um, which is really beautiful. That is, yeah, that is really, really beautiful. And what I find quite remarkable is that in a sense, he was around fairly recently and he only yeah. died in 1925. So while you were telling me this story, for some reason I felt like he was from the 1800s <laughs> yeah, or, right? or much earlier because yeah. I just think it's it's so interesting and don't I wonder if you find it interesting too that a lot of these stories that we're finding for character heroes are usually much older. Yeah, I agree actually. It does make you wonder why that is. Um, and I don't know, it might be because life in the 21st century is sort of easier than it's ever been in, in many ways. In some mm-hmm. ways, no, but in a lot of ways. I mean, like we've had so many hardships removed I mean, can you imagine back in the day, like 1700s, milking the cow, then churning your own yep. butter just to have a piece of toast and you probably had to make the bread too from yep. scratch. Yep. Um, so that's like, I mean, just those kind of things in terms of like daily hardships, they've been eliminated for us. Yes. It's, our lives are very convenient in a lot of ways. Um, like I would say most ways. So if overcoming adversity is a key to developing resilience, then it's no wonder that people back in the day (laughs) had such strong characters because I guess, you know, they had to. But I do also definitely think that it's possible for people today to still live extraordinary lives. Oh, absolutely. There's, yeah, no doubt about that. But I just find, um, I, I wonder as well with, when you were saying his story about people knocking on the door and him mm. letting them in and, and, and things like that. It's, I just think that would not happen in my household. And yeah. it's not because we wouldn't want to help people, but because I think it'd be because we're not as trusting. Yeah. Fear, I, think I think if, yeah, it would be because you've heard so many stories about how, you know, people knock on the door and then, you know, they say one thing, but they're there for another. And so nowadays if skepticism I think, a, these days a, as well yes absolutely and i think you would stop and think twice before helping someone because you just constantly hear all these terrible stories about yeah. someone sacrificing themselves to help someone else and so i think it's just it's so interesting to to consider that and just think like if you took the time to help someone mm. you could really make a difference just like yeah. prasati did yeah so um, yeah, but anyway, I think it just says a lot about how we've evolved and mm. how our lives have just become so defined by our achievements and advancements, which doesn't sound like a bad thing, like we were saying earlier, but it just depends on how you personally define achievements. Yeah. So again, like, like we were saying, for many people, achievements revolve around their education, their careers, and the material possessions or experiences that they've gathered along the way, which I don't know, I find quite concerning because it almost alleviates the importance of just being a good person. Mm. And it actually is very very normal now it almost just seems like having good habits and virtues can only be done in a performative way 
and only when other people can see you do it. Yeah, I know, right? It's I totally know what you mean. Like people want to be generous or kind, but sometimes you know, some people, it's only if people see them do it and yes. give them credit for it. Exactly. Which is, it's again a bit counterproductive mm-hmm. to the whole humility thing. <laughs> That's um, right. <laughs> and it's an interesting question to ask ourselves. I mean, an interesting thing that I sometimes think, like if every other kind deed that I did from now on until like for the rest of my life went unnoticed, would I still keep being kind? Like mm-hmm. if no one said thank you, you know, and I think that reveals our motivation for why we do things. And I've said it before, but I think social media often fuels our need to be seen in a certain way or maintain our image or build our personal brand. Some people act like it would be the worst thing. It would mm-hmm. be worse to be seen in an outfit from Target <laughs> than caught doing something wrong, like cheating on a test or gossiping. Yes. And you know, like where are our priorities mm-hmm. if that's what we think? Yep. So it's not wrong, you know, to wear nice clothes or drive a nice car, but the main portion of our focus should be on how we treat people, not yes. on what we look like or how we dress. Oh, absolutely. And what I really like about Frasati's story is that he is known to have been an average student, like you said, and it was his devotion to the poor that earned him his good reputation. Yeah, wanting like wanting a good reputation is in itself is not a bad thing. That's right. Um, and I know I do. And when it comes to reputation, um, I'm probably more concerned with people seeing me as kind and honest and fair, etc., mm-hmm. um, as opposed to cool or popular or rich. You know, because I I know I buy a lot of stuff from Kmart, so like, it's fine. <laughs> I'm okay with that. And I you know drove like a not great car around for a long time and. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not concerned. Like if people think, oh my goodness, she shops in Kmart. It's terrible. (laughs) But I would be really offended if someone said, oh, Lil's a liar. I'd be like, excuse me. Yeah. That's what the foundation of myself as a person is like, you know, being honest and those kind of things. So I would be highly offended if someone accused me of being a liar. But if someone accused me of being a Kmart shopper, I'd be like, yeah, right on. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) That's right. There's nothing really when you compare the two. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I guess we've just got to choose because personally like I for me like I would want to be remembered if somebody asked me what do you want to be known for and remembered for I would say I would want to be remembered as a faithful Christian a faithful wife a great mum one day and a great friend Mm -hmm. so those things are the most important to me and honestly if I'm not known for anything else my whole life I'm okay with that yeah and you notice that like you know CEO of blah 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 is not included in that yeah so and everyone's different you know and we're curious about you listeners and would you know love some response on our socials like what do you want to be known for so what about you Daniela look I think that's a really good point and I think it's important for people to consider this every day in saying that there's nothing wrong like we said with wanting to be known as being the best in your field or to be known as a good student Mm. and when you think about it those traits aren't the things that people are going to talk about when you're not around Mm. so it is your character that will leave a real lasting impression on people and I think it's a really beautiful thing to be remembered as someone who showed kindness or compassion to answer your question interestingly enough when I think about it and I I can't I almost can't get off my mind is that yeah I want to be known for yeah maybe my achievements in in my field Mm -hmm. it's like that's because that's what I've kind of been conditioned to think of but those achievements in my field would be to then end up helping someone because you know we're editors now we're doing this program if we can really do well with this program and with this podcast and everything like that something we're putting so much energy into yeah this could really help people yeah you know we're sitting here right now talking in your ears (laughs) because we want to make a difference yeah so I think um that's a good thing yeah, yeah yeah so I think for me overall if I can use my work 
for that purpose yeah because that's sort of shallow desire like if you were wanting to be known for the person who has like the most expensive collection of shoes in the world no but you know like that's like okay that's pretty shallow yeah Um, it's like like, would I personally like them because (laughs) I like them yes but do I need everyone to know that I have them no Mm. that's just not important that's your whole goal is I want to be known for like having cash like it's just yeah it's not a very but it's like okay you've got cash but then people on the other end of that will be thinking, okay, but what are you doing with it? Exactly. Like, we're just hoarding this money. Yeah, is the choices. I think your choices that you make and the way you treat people, I think that's how people, that's what people respond to the most, either one way or another, you know. So it's not whether you have money or you don't have money or you have nice clothes or you don't. It's, are you that person who doesn't have nice clothes and you're consumed with, you know, the fact that you don't have them and you're jealous and envious and it just makes you ugly on the inside. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Or are you that person who has them and you're lording them over people? It's like... It, whether you have it or you don't have I think a lot of the time that's actually that should be irrelevant it's like yes. but how are you actually behaving and you Absolutely. know what's your attitude towards things yeah when you think about the world we live in today with things like social media you will get caught up in that sort of stuff yeah. and you know you will get a reputation for yourself whether you like it or not because you're mm. you're out there you'll your be known profile, for something exactly what, but I think um you know it's important especially for students to maybe consider the people around them because you are at an age where people will be competing with you yeah. for the best results in on a test, the you know most in fashion school shoes. I don't know, whatever it <laughs> is. Bars, yeah, <laughs> but that's the thing. You know, you can't avoid it, unfortunately. But I think if yeah. you take the time to think, hold on, these people around me, what else can I get from them other than competition, mm. and what can I give to them? other than and a bit of healthy competition is not a bad thing like if you you know competing for good marks like, oh that's no. not really you know yeah of course like but a, i think when it yeah. comes to you know making your friend you know being jealous of your friend's achievements yeah, and things like that becomes a problem yeah like i know for myself personally one thing i'm really focused on in my life at the moment is just being genuinely happy for people yeah and mm-hmm. kind of i struggle with that sometimes yeah if I'm honest, and because i i have a tendency towards jealousy which is such an ugly tendency and i hate that but it's so but natural. it happens sometimes yeah like when people or when people are in like a stage of life that you want to be in yes like when I was single and I saw people who were married I'm like so what have they done right and what have I done wrong you know mm-hmm. that I'm you know not in that stage of life when I want to yeah. be and sort of viewing like marriage as like the reward kind of thing but then I had to sort of rethink the way I thought about that and be like well they're just in a different stage and they're on, their timeline yes. is different they're on their own timeline mm-hmm. I'm on my own timeline and it's not that they got a reward and they somehow jumped ahead of the queue because they're younger than me and you know they got this or that but yeah like just to be like well they're on their own journey and it doesn't mean that you've done something wrong mm-hmm. to not be in this stage of life even if you want it you know, but just to be like, well, it's happening for them and this is how it's meant to happen and timing it is. Yes. So I just need to be really happy for them as opposed to thinking your all your thoughts about them are actually about why isn't it me? Oh, absolutely. Which is so self-centered yeah. and, and not humble. No, but <laughs> when you are surrounded by people five days a week from what time does school start? 8.30 till yeah. 3.30? It's difficult to remove yourself yeah. from, from those thoughts. And I think, like you mentioned with yourself, Lil, I was the same. I did compare a lot of the things so I didn't do. have compar- in comparison to the things that my friends had. Or, yeah. you know, even when it came to the marks they were achieving or whatever it was, I still did have that tendency. And I think now as I'm older and removed from that situation, and luckily I still have a lot of the same friends from high school. And I think that's because we've all gotten to a point where we've grown enough mm. to recognize that we should be proud of each other. 
Yeah. Because we all know where we came from. Yeah. And you I know? think that's one of the signs of a mature person is they can be genuinely happy yeah. for someone else when something good happens. Like I know I definitely admire people and there's someone that I know that like, I don't know if I've ever seen any met anyone else who is as happy for <laughs> other people when stuff happens for them. I'm like, how can you possibly be this happy for that person? But they genuinely are and it's not even an act. Yeah. And they're just like thrilled. So they could be, you know, waiting for that exact same thing and their friend gets that. Yes. And they're like, I'm so thrilled for you. And they mean it. And I'm like, you are a better person than me. Like I would be like, I will I will try to mean this. Yeah. Like, I, will, I am very happy for you. I'll try to get there. Yeah. But when people, when their heart reaction immediately like mm-hmm. is, I'm so happy that good things are happening for other people, even if they're in tough circumstances. Yes. That's a mature person. Oh, absolutely. That's a character, right? That, and that's right. And it look, this sort of thing is something you need to develop. Because it, is, it doesn't come overnight. No, that's right. And I think as you get older, and especially if we have students listening to this right now, as you get older, the things that you want to achieve will become harder to get to. Yes. If you want to get into the property, property yeah. market, if you want to buy a new car, if you want to... You know, there's these the top in your field in exactly. Industry or that's it's like really hard, especially very hard. Yes, and they're often the most fraught with jealousy and that's right. And rivalry. Yes, exactly so, right. And I think as well because tricky. the journey is so long to get there. If you're thinking career-wise, yeah, you have to in this day and age. Unless you know someone, or unless you are just naturally gifted, which in your case, if that, sorry, if that's your case, that is incredible. Yeah, Congratulations. Go for it. We're happy um, for you. Yeah. <laughs> But for them, you know, things like that, they take years and years of work to get yeah. to where you want to be. And if that's something that you're not willing to commit to, or mm. you kind of just think you'll get it overnight, but then you yeah. see someone else who, you know, who's done exactly what you want to do and you think, oh, yeah. well, I deserved it over them. Yeah. It's like, hold on, think about what they've had to do to get there yeah. as well. And who are you we know? to think that we just like deserve, I, exactly. you know, they didn't deserve that. And it's like, we well, don't know necessarily how hard they've worked. No, that's um, right. And so you can think, oh, but that's not fair. But then it's like, well, actually, if they've worked hard and they've won that position or that promotion or that internship or whatever, it's mm-hmm. like, well, clearly the person thought they deserved it yeah. and they gave it to the most, you know, deserving person. And it's like, and that's so you just got to be like okay that's what happened that's and right be realistic as well yes um, and just yeah yeah and I, I think in the end like it's the stuff is just stuff as well yes. when it comes to like materialism so I mean what is a thousand likes per picture at the end of the day like yeah that's that, right is that really what you want on your tombstone mm-hmm. like you know here lies Lily she got a thousand <laughs> likes per pic like whoa um yep. it's just you know dream bigger people mm-hmm. like I think I mean I would never get that many likes like <laughs> don't think that's going to happen on my socials mm-hmm. um but you get my point so like in saying that um yeah I think that's probably all we've got time for at the moment Daniela yes you are right Lil (laughs) I just like to end this episode on a quote I just thought of while we were speaking about this I don't know who said it but quote is don't compare the middle of your story to the end of someone else's I like that because you can't it's it is very easy to do but when you put it into like words like that you can picture it as a book (laughs) Oh, don't yeah. you know don't compare it's, yeah definitely you know. but thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the bcr podcast everyone make sure you tune in again in two weeks time to hear from one of our special guests paula hillon who will be discussing her experiences with humility and detachment yeah we think she's a really great influence and we know that you will as well don't forget that you can follow us on Instagram at Building Character and Resilience and also like our Facebook page. We would love to build a community where we can engage with our listeners and hear your stories. Absolutely. Also, if you liked this episode, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or share this episode with your friends. And if you're a teacher with your students and colleagues, every little bit of support will enable us to help more people and we'd love to hear your feedback.
Our next episode will be live in two weeks' time and available on Spotify and all other podcast streaming services. All the best, everyone. Bye. Bye.